Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to the podcast version of episode 19 of Michigan Brews. Just a quick heads up before the show starts. Originally, this episode was recorded as a live event and streamed to YouTube and Facebook. Unfortunately for this particular episode, recording on YouTube didn't work for the first minute or two of the show. Uh, so the intro may seem a little abrupt when we start talking. Uh, really sorry about that, uh, but nothing is missed, we promise. Uh, again, thanks for tuning in and enjoy the episode. of Oktoberfest, but not uh, today traditional style right. Oktoberfest. Um, definitely a little on the sweeter side. I uh, And just to butt in real quick before you, Jordan, I realized that we weren't streaming to YouTube for some reason, so uh, we should be now. Oh. The f- oh, maybe I'm gonna, yeah, the, the beginning of the episode might have got cut off on YouTube, I don't know, but I think it should be okay now. Uh, what are you drinking? Uh, I started off with, uh, let's see if we can get this in the thing, Austin Brothers, uh, Austoberfest from Alpina. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and yeah, it's, a, uh, Jason, I think mine's kind of along the same lines as, as yours, pretty pretty deep, uh, copper colored. Yeah. Um, a lot of, uh, it's, it's actually kind of fruity on the nose, which is like a little different on mine. I, I'd be interested to know what hops they used in this one, but, um. But yeah, tastes a lot of a lot of bread. It's pretty sweet. I keep moving the can. There it is. Right. <laughs> it's um yeah. It's a, it's probably one of the more unique. Unique in a good way. We'll see. We'll see when I get through the whole glass. Um, okay. <laughs> I haven't made my quite my decision. Yet. I'm still confused. Like the the hot profile is not classic. So yeah, this isn't. That's my my thing here. So getting educated on Oktoberfests, you know, and over the last few days, and 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 prep for this show, uh, you know, and learning that, you know, the to, the 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 styles that they serve now are actually the lighter, paler, you know, Vienna style lockers because you know it's easier to drink at a at a festival. Uh, um, but even going back in time when they did use a more darker, redder style, it was still drier and more hoppier, I think, than the American style. So I'm, I'm, I don't know if you've got the breakdown on the difference, but I definitely can tell this is an American style Marzen. It's sweet. It's nutty. It's, uh, it's damn near a brown ale. But yeah, yours did look a little dark when I was uh, looking at it in the webcam there. Yeah, it was pouring. I wish I'd, I don't have a clear glass. I should have brought one up too. Um, but it's pouring, it, it poured really brown and it's super nutty and super sweet and nothing against triple root, but it just, just doesn't really float my Oktoberfest boat. So I'm fair, fair. pretty quick. Yeah. Maybe that's what makes yours a, uh, an Oktoberfest, Jordan. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's what I was just like, maybe it's not meant to be like classic style, but it says on the side here, brewed in a traditional style, rich caramel notes. Balanced beer with a smooth. So tradition, it is pretty smooth. But Brian, do you have any any history you want to share on the tradition of Mars and Lagers or Oktoberfest? Well, I'm sure we all know a little bit, right? Like, uh, 
uh, in our reading. So uh, Oktoberfest originally. That's uh, funner when you say it, so I can lay down some. <laughs> it came about as a as a, a wedding celebration, right? Um, so in Munich, in Bavaria, um, and, and and I can't remember the exact names of uh, of who, but it was basically just a. Uh, two uh, members of royalty uh, came together to get married and the uh, prince decided that it would be like a really fucking cool idea to uh, have like a five-day celebration uh, with an ending in a horse race. And so uh, the king at the time, yeah, no, <laughs> was just like, hell yeah, that sounds like uh, a really amazing idea. Like, let's have a fucking party. And, uh, and so they had a party. And everybody really liked the party because uh, not only was it like, you know, for royalty and stuff like that, but they're like, hey, everybody in Bavaria, like, like come or in Munich, I'm sorry, um, come like hang out with us. Like, and, and so like basically the entire city came and like partied and, uh, and it was just like a hit. Everybody really liked it. And so it continued on for a while. Um, obviously, they didn't have any like weddings to celebrate year after year. So eventually, like the planning and everything, uh, went to um, a committee to decide, you know, what what's going to be drank and stuff like that. And um, they were, I believe, like originally they were drinking some sort of. Um, it was like a, like a Munich Dunkel was the the original. Yep. Like Oktoberfest beer, and sometime around like, mm, going by memory here, I want to say eighteen seventy ish. It, I found a few different sources on this. One source said Spaten started brewing, like the the original, like what we know as like a, a, a Merzen, like Oktoberfest beer now. But um, another source I read, like some guy just like uh, uh, came up with like a recipe and everybody really loved it. And, um, and yeah, the, uh, what I what I was what I read on it was that, yeah, it was like some dude and he was brewing a lighter color to put on tap in his in his tap room after the traditional like darker darker style Oktoberfest tapped and ultimately it just ended up becoming super popular. At least that's that's what I that's what I read. Yep. It's all over. I know there's a, like an official uh there's a about a hundred year span where some shit happened. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if I keep fucking with my glasses, serving. I'm trying to get this bug out. Okay, I got it. Enjoy. I'm gonna go into odd science next. Wow, that was fast, uh, Jason. I know. Whatever, yeah. dude. I'm in it's winter. Quick little shout out though, uh, as I pour this odd sides beer, uh, to break away for a second. Odd sides. Um, we're gonna have uh, a gentleman named Wes from Odd Sides joining us here on the show. October 19th, uh, and we're going to dive into everything Odd Sides, probably chat a little bit about their barrel program and some of the crazy seltzery things that they're doing and and, and maybe even this Vestvere. So uh, I'll get that posted here in the next week or so. But yeah, Odd Sides, October 18th. Sweetness. This one, let me try to do this. <laughs> it is more of a pale color. No, it looks a lot better. Yeah. So, yeah Definitely not, what, like... not red like uh, 1990 or so um, we started switching to these guys <clears throat> so yeah so that the, was a, a decision made by the the local breweries that were part of the festival right like Poliner and Spitzen and 
Yeah. So um, in Germany, by law, actually, only six breweries are allowed to brew Oktoberfest beer. Um, and I believe that's, you said a few. It's, I got uh, Augustiner, right Hackershore, Hofbrau, Lohenbrau, Polliner, Spaten. Spaten. Yep. You got them all. Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> and so uh, not only are they the only six allowed to brew officially labeled, you know, Oktoberfest beer, but the type of beer that they brew that's labeled as Oktoberfest beer is decided by that committee um, every year. And yeah, back in the nineties, um, they were like, Hey, times are changing. Uh, people are, you know, sort of liking this lighter sort of, sort of like a stronger Hellas now. Um, and so everybody came up with their you know, own recipe. A, a lot of them had their own recipe. A lot of people, a lot of these breweries call these beers uh, like Weizens as well, or Weizens, I guess. Um, so you might see like W-I-S-E-N mm -hmm. um, as he's labeled, but. But, you know, it's, it's, Oktoberfest is happening right now. It actually happens, begins mid-September, runs to the first Sunday in October. It would be if it wasn't canceled, at least, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> in spirit, goddammit. In spirit. So it's a warmer time, and it's it's uh, these heavier, maltier... This one's really malty and caramely. <laughs> <laughs> I, I enjoy this one, uh, but I'm really just hoping for a, a light, crisp... Uh, I'm not going to get it with these. What the hell? Um, <clears throat> nobody wants to be drinking these heavy, uh, you know, sweet, um, big ass, you know, malt bombs by the big tanker. They want light, crisp, clean. Yep. Speaking of uh, tankers, I guess just to, since we were talking about Oktoberfest, while I was doing my research, I came across the uh, world record of uh, Stein, the world record Stein carry. Dude carried like 30 steins. Watch a little video on it. It's like, I don't, those, and those are leaders, aren't they? It's, it's like, like two 30 hands. leaters up here. Yeah, that's got to be heavy, not to mention like, the uh, no, coordination. Yeah, no joke. It was just like, I probably watched the video two or three times. I was like, I don't even, I, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't even begin. Like, two, two is enough for me. <laughs> well, we're going to see how six go down. <laughs> um, we can talk about why these were brewed for a little bit too. Yeah, actually, where, where the style came about. Um, so I think a lot of us know, like the the whole old, you know, beer stored in a cave, you know, from March until September, sort of thing. And and for the most part, that's uh, I think that's correct. Like somewhere back in, oh man, memory's failing me now. Was it the 1500s, 1600s? Um, uh, Bavaria outlawed brewing basically during the summer months. Yep. So, um, September there was, 29th, we could start. Yeah. Was it? Yep. At least so, that's what I read earlier. Yeah, it's tomorrow. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. So, yeah, what are you going to do? People want beer year round, right? I want beer year round. Um, so, uh, beer basically just got brewed and set aside and uh, either caves or areas near the Alps or something like that, where it was uh, cooler and um, yeah, and and unknowingly and thankfully um, began sort of uh, genetically um, steering the yeast uh, to be able to produce beer in like lower temperatures and with uh, cleaner flavors and stuff like that. And uh, and they were basically lagering 
you know, in their, in their cold storage uh, before refrigeration and stuff like that. And they'll pull beer out year round. And, um, yeah, that's basically where, where this came from. Um, you know, and then of course that became the, the beer of celebration, you know? Yeah. And I think it's funny how, you know, it's, this is definitely a, the beer is made in the spring. It's meant to be lagered through the summer and then served in October, um, or in September, October, uh, you know, but a lot of people, I think, in the homebrew community, I heard of people talking about brewing these in the fall and, and drinking them young. And, uh, you know, it's the fall. I want to brew an Oktoberfest. Well, you should have been brewing that six months ago. <laughs> is that is that your, that's your, your steak? You'll die in those? No, because <laughs> there's, there's fucking Vike that'll get you there in a day and a half. And, I mean, there's ways to do it, I'm sure, but. No, it's just, it's not, it's not a style. You know, you, you hear about people talk about, oh, it's wintertime, I want stouts, or it's summertime, I want this. Or, you know, it just, sure. I laugh at that about the, the time of years that you're supposed to do the beers, or brew the beers. Man, I'm only one in. Um, <laughs> Got to eat dinner first. <clears throat> I'm already there, Brandon. <laughs> yeah. You know, floor. I have not had Hacker Shores um, Oktoberfest. Um, so it's like absolutely to- my favorite. Um, you, you, just like people over in, you know, uh, Germany or anywhere in the U S really have their, their own favorite. Um, some people are, you know, Augustiner, like, uh, spot like Hofbrau, like, um, I'm, I'm a hacker shore guy. <laughs> I don't know yeah, why I'm a, a Polliner guy. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, do I don't like know Polliner. any of the German styles. I'm a bells guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I will say, I will say yes. Bells, uh, for things that I can find readily. And that's honestly one of the one of the reasons why this time of year is one of my favorites is because I love going out and trying all these different styles. Because you know, as we've seen tonight, like here's here's my uh, my new one, which is uh, this is Left Hand Oktoberfest, nice. a lot lighter than the other one, but you get such a variance in the style here in the U.S. So I, I absolutely love the uh, the search uh, going out and trying these different styles. But but yeah, I mean you can't. I think Bells comes closest to some of the German styles. I laughed when I bought just one Bells for the six pack. You know, I went to, <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, I'm like, come on, I should just go buy a case. Like, this is silly. Yep. But I did. I just bought one. I haven't picked up a case yet. I should. Um, but yeah, Bells has always been my go-to Oktoberfest. I can't actually say. I mean, you know, I'm probably, I'm sure I've tried a Polliner or a Polliner or whatever and uh, a Spaten. I, I, I probably have, but they don't stand out. Like, I need to go and buy some of the German styles and try them. Just like sit down with them, yeah, yeah. And they're um, our our. We may have talked about this like a couple of minutes ago, but I definitely think that like our American styles are more uh, sweet. Um, we we, especially as like homebrewers, like if you read recipes for um, Mertzens, it's it's like melanoidin, melanoidin, melanoidin. Um, and so what melanoidin is, is sort of that, um, I don't want to call it caramely, but it's, it's that sort of sweet, um, I don't know, how would, how would you guys describe it? Like, um, it's, it's, it's a sweet, it's a, it's a particular kind of sweetness, basically. It is. It's, um, it's a, it's a medium roasted malt, right? That is sweeter adds more body. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it yet. Cause I always just 
use the term. <laughs> like, like, it's it's basically just like a very specific sort of um, darker malt sweetness, I guess. And it doesn't necessarily have to come from like melanoid and malt. You can uh, get melanoid and flavors from you know boiling <clears throat> down the wort a little bit and stuff like yeah. that. No, Michi uh, Michigan, American, um, American. Martinales, American Oktoberfest tend to also use a lot of caramel, I think, to caramel malts to bring in the color. You know, the traditional style of being like Munich, Munich malt, Novel hops, yep, yep. Uh, Bavarian yeast. Uh, I don't think, I think the Americans tend to, to color it up with the caramel malt, gets in that extra sweetness, um, some of those residual sugars. And then I, I also don't feel like some of these are using a traditional German Bavarian lager yeast. I think they're using more of an ale um finish but i'd like to i'd like to try to dig in and see if i can figure that out oh, that's that's interesting. this this I, I i'm enjoying this left hand <clears throat> it's it's pretty good i would i would recommend it um coming from a bell's oktoberfest lover uh, yeah just looking at the different differences on the can and whether or not they say specifically you know lager or martzen i'm like trying to see if they're if there's any difference, I, w I will say that both of these American Oktoberfests, uh, or I guess one is an Oktoberfest. Uh, <laughs> um, they're both a bit higher on the ABV. Uh, this one's uh, the one from Left Hand, six six. So I think BJCP is five eight to six three. Mm -hmm. If I yeah. remember reading up on it earlier. Okay, well, Which the Oktoberfest is, is six, so that's that fits um, it. But the I was hands a little high. I was always in the in the <laughs> mindset that uh, fest beers were a little bit of a lower ABV, but I don't. That's not apparently the case. Um, style wise, at least according to the BJCP, they they have the same. So the 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 Melanoidin on Wireman's website, Melanoidin Malt, um, you know, it says it's uh, adds a rich malt sweetness, caramel toffee flavors. Uh, it looks like it's, it just doesn't, um, you know, attenuate out, but it's funny. It's like some of the comments say essential in an Oktoberfest. It's essential. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I would agree that but the traditionally is... though, it's not probably not in. Yeah. Yeah. De definitely not, not malt specifically designed to add that flavor. It was, you know, I, I would probably guarantee that this hacker shore, you know, doesn't have melanoid yeah. and malt in it. So, so talking about fest beers, and this is a conversation you and I just had recently because I, being a home brewer for what I don't know seven years now, I thought there's Oktoberfest, and then there's a fest beer. Uh, like, and and in my mind, and and it's just something I've never looked up because I don't care for the style, but in my mind, I tied fest beer to like festivist for the rest of us or whatever like a winter warmer i was thinking spiced beer um and and i i've i've never really tried a fest beer because i don't care for winter warmers and then you're like no oh, dumbass it's just a <laughs> clean fucking lager and you brewed one and it was delicious uh Thanks. and and very clean and no cinnamon and <laughs> clove and nutmeg all and all the other all the, yeah, <laughs> the shit. so fest yeah. beers there you can talk about that since i have no fucking clue obviously uh, well if we're if we're disclosing our deepest darkest beer secrets here um i have one too back when i first started getting into beer um and um, pumpkin beer, you know, has been a thing for a long, long time. 
Uh, <laughs> Jordan loves his pumpkin. Mm. Um, well, uh, Oktoberfests uh, uh, and uh, pumpkin beer, they all, they come out at the same time, typically, during the year. And so uh, yes. me being, you know, 21 years old and not knowing much about beer at all, except for liking it, uh, I would buy Oktoberfest beer. And I criticize it for not having much of a pumpkin flavor. Because <laughs> I thought it was just synonymous for like the same thing. And so I'd buy this, uh, um, you know, you know, Packer Shore Oktoberfest. And uh, I'd be like, mm, this is, I mean, it's good, but where's the PSL? You, yeah, it needs more spice or something. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> They're making you a mac and cheese now, too. Did you see that? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my God. Yep. <laughs> Burn it with fire. Uh, and I, I, I am at a similar fault. I, um, yeah, kind of along the same lines as you, Brian, kind of thought like Oktoberfest beers were synonymous with the devil's fruit. And I, uh, you know, I, I kind of avoided them for the longest time. And uh, it was actually Bell's. Um, you know, cause I frequent there, you know, it's, it's in our backyard basically. So yeah, try everything on the menu. They had an Oktoberfest one year and I was like, you know what, let's, let's give it a shot of like basically everything else that you guys have put out. So, and I got it. I was like, this is, this is nothing like what I expected. And I was like, this is quite delicious. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like from there that kind of spawned my, uh, my search, you know, like, you know, going into like the actual German ones, like Polliner. I haven't had Hacker Shore, as, as we had said before, uh, but Polliner, Spot, and, uh, and a few other, any of the German ones that I could get my hands on, and then any of the American ones that I could get my hands on. And it, I don't know, it's a fun search. You know why I probably like the Hacker Shore <clears throat> is because, and, and like everything else, it's probably like a, uh, um, it probably just comes from, I don't want to say how I grew up, but how I drank when I when I when I first started going out to bars and stuff like that. Shakespeare's locally uh, always had Hacker Shore, um, and I really really liked it. Hacker Shore's uh, uh, Hefeweizen, I think, is what they they normally had on. Yeah, and then uh, when the season came around, they would have Hacker Shore's Oktoberfest too. And it, it's the first Oktoberfest that I started regularly drinking, and so now it's the one I like the most. But I'm sure, like people in other households, like their dad always used to buy, you know, Augustiner or something like that growing up, and that's what they like, and you know, it's you know, product of your environment, kind of, right? Yep. <clears throat> that's that's one of the one of the reasons. Like, uh, go actually going to Oktoberfest is uh, on my bucket list, and my wife and I will be going there at some point. Uh, you know, once once travel gets back into full swing, and you know the kids a little older, but yeah, yeah, uh, that's that's one of my main drivers is that I want to go there and I I want to. I want to visit all the big beer tents, you know, for the big six and, you know, try all their beers while we're there. So just to add to the, I guess your pumpkin nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) When I first started brewing, I I joined CLOB, Kalamazoo Libation Organization of Brewers, uh, the the, the original, I guess, Kalamazoo Homebrew Club. And they had, uh, they were invited to an Oktoberfest festival at the Arcadia Festival site uh, put on by the Vine Neighborhood Association. And so they asked the brewers to um, brew, homebrew, uh, you know, or make some homebrew for this festival. And they put 12 beer styles in a, in a bucket 
and we all drew whoever wanted to volunteer got to draw, draw one out and i drew pumpkin and i and even then that was like my first year brewing and i thought of course it's oktoberfest i'm brewing a pumpkin ale just like you said jordan like it's it is what it is and that first batch of pumpkin beer i brewed i and you guys know this you've seen the, probably seen the picture i was moving that beer up uh to my countertop to, so I could start cleaning up. I, I ferment in carboys. And as soon as my wife and I lifted this car, the six gallon carboy of my very first pumpkin beer, which I thought of as an Oktoberfest beer and set it on the counter, the bottom of the carboy fell out. Six, oh, I have seen oh, that. Oh yeah. It's like, yep. Six yeah. gallons of pumpkin beer went flooding through my kitchen across the countertops and drawers oh. down the register. And I looked at, <laughs> oh, I didn't even think of that. Bro. Oh yeah. It went everywhere. And, oh. and I look at Amy. Amy and I are standing there staring at each other. I've got a picture where I'm 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 literally pumpkin wart here down. <laughs> and my my wife looks at me and says, "Get the camera." Like that's the first thing. <laughs> it's, not, it's not what the fuck did you just do? It's not. Oh my god, this is you know I'm gonna kill you. You're never brewing in the house again. It's get the fucking camera. And uh, and then yeah, our, our kitchen smelled like pumpkin for ever. Oh, uh, I can't sleep outside. I, I, and I, I can't, I'm, I'm not a fan of the beer. I, I, there are people I know I saw Ryan post earlier. His wife loves the pumpkin beer. The pumpkin beer I brewed has done well. It's won medals and shit. I can't stand it. It's nasty. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I had the same thing. I thought it was, I thought, yeah, of course I pulled a pumpkin beer for Oktoberfest. It's, it is what it is. And I even went out and tried like in my research, I'm a big fan of Dogfish Head. You know, Sam mm -hmm. uh, Sam's book is is kind of what got me started in brewing. So I had to go out and get Dogfish's pumpkin. Uh, you know, uh, what uh, the New York brewery, uh, Pumpkin, oh, uh, Southern, Southern Tier. You know, and I'm I'm like trying to do all this research. And I'm drinking all this shitty fucking pumpkin beer. And uh, but thinking I'm I'm at Oktoberfest. So the same thing. Like when I finally went and actually got my hands on a Bell Oktoberfest, I was like, <sighs> I don't want to drink this shit. <laughs> and and it even like it's orange and it's like it's screaming pumpkin. And and then when I taste it, I'm like, oh fuck, that's good. <laughs> There's no yep. pumpkin. Thank God. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not gonna lie. The first night I had uh, when I tried Bell's Oktoberfest at the bar, I think I drank like seven of them. Um. Probably not the smartest idea because that wasn't the only thing I was drinking that night. But, but you know, it was good. It's it's honestly one of my favorite beers. Anytime I see that, I was personally was excited that they released it early this year because yeah, uh, yeah one of the first once that hits the shelves, one of the first things I do is go grab a case because it's one of my favorites. I need to. I, I usually do the same thing. So I'm cracking a Dauntless from North Peak. Uh, North Peak was um the beer deb from tiger brew picked oh yeah yeah, so yeah. tiger brew and on i think this might be the no i'm pretty sure the other ones are on tiger brew so deb if you're watching tag brew on uh whoops gotta finish a little bit <laughs> i'm interested I, I had a six pack of that a couple weekends ago um interested to know your take on it this one's pretty pretty pale so you've already had this one you said mm -hmm. yep Looks pretty pale. Let me start drinking out of my stein. Who am I? So, how do we brew an Oktoberfest? So, let's talk about that, actually. How do we brew a Meritzen, and how do we brew a Fest beer? 
So uh, Oktoberfest, like as a style, back in the 2005 BJCP guidelines, um, Fest Beer and Meritson used to be clumped together. Um, and so now they're separated. Um, Fest Beer and Meritson are actually in two separate categories. Uh, Fest Beer is under pale multi-European lager, and uh, Meritson is under um, amber. Amber. Amber multi-European lager. <laughs> um, so... Um. Yeah, yeah, they're separated out. But do, do you guys have you have you brewed one of or the other yourself before in the past? Or I mean, outside of my mishap with Pumpkin Tide, um, no. I would yeah, I would say I have a I have attempted a fest beer once or twice, and I don't have good lagering chambers, so nothing that I've done has been. I tend to shy away from the lagers. I mean, now with the Vike yeast this year you know I, I think i've tried a couple of pseudo lagers and they've turned out okay but um and, and I'm, I'm nearing the phase where i'll actually have enough equipment enough keysers going that i'll be able to start lagering <clears throat> traditionally it's one of the things i've never temperature controlled my beer uh Same. ever and so and, if anything speaks to uh I guess, um, I don't know, cleanliness and process over, I don't know, it, and, and skill over just like, you know, equipment or anything like that. It's probably that, right? Like you have more metals than anybody for the beer that you've made. And, and I've never temp temperature control. Right, temperature control is, <laughs> and, and and I know you won't argue this. Temperature control control is a it's a really important uh, process in, in terms of making beer. Um, but I mean, you have a cool enough basement where. I mean, it, I, I do. I you know I, I I ferment in in the in the summer. I ferment in my basement when I can. Um, in the winter, I ferment in my upstairs. You know where it's it's. I keep my house pretty much sixty eight year round. Um, but you're right. I, I don't, and I'm not trying to be a dick and cocky and stuff. I just never have, I've never sure. been able yeah, yeah. to do it. And, uh, and you're right. You know, I've, I've, I've done okay. And so I'm really excited yeah. to be able to take that to the next step. You know, now that I've got my basement done, I can build my fermentation chamber and I can start trying to do temperature controlling and seeing what that does. It could very well fuck up all my beer. And uh, <laughs> you learn how to brew all over again, right? And I'll scrap this shit yeah. and go back to just sticking in a bucket in my in front of my fireplace. Um, yeah, I'm not gonna lie. When I moved, I, was, uh, I feel like just like my my equipment didn't change, but I feel like just moving the area that I was brewing and how you know how I was doing it kind of like there was a good six month or so like learning curve. I, like, I stand by. How do I do it here? <laughs> I stand by. If I move, I'm gonna fucking suck as a brewer because I'm not gonna have this water. Your water, anything the water, like that. Yeah, water is is <laughs> the only thing that's that makes my. Yeah, you don't do any water chemistry either. No, you got it nice. <laughs> well, whoever I sell this house to, they're just gonna have to get used to me coming back by every once in a while. <laughs> just put that in your sale, right. like water rights, and I just, still need buy. <laughs> <laughs> just need to fill up my. Fill up my truck every once get a, in a while. Get a separate well dug just you know, <clears> on the side of the house so you're not <laughs> disturbing them or anything like that. But no, um, okay. So North Peaks, Dauntless, 
Jordan. I it, it looked paler. I'm I'm I laugh because on the can they specifically say toasted malty copper. Like I don't know if you can see this in there. I gotta turn off my thing, but it says right there. Oh yeah, toasted, oh, yeah, toasted malty copper. I don't get copper at all. It's actually, I think, one of the lighter ones that I've had. It is malty, but it's uh, it's it's more to the crisp side. Okay. Like compared to the other two, the residual sweetness on it is very low. Um, this is the best one I've drank so far tonight out of the three. <laughs> I, I was going to say, I think I, I enjoyed it when, when I had it a few weekends ago. I haven't seen it again. I was, otherwise, I would have bought another six pack of it. But. You know, it's it's. So I started with Triple Root, then I went to Odd Side, now Dauntless. Everyone has gotten better, so that just means <laughs> the beer is working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <It's just laughs> uh, but I uh, off topic here only because uh, I know that Drew is watching. Uh, Drew, I know you you recognize this guy. Um, so Drew and I. <laughs> We're at a, a Bells event probably like four or five years ago or something like that. And uh, they uh, gave everybody a sample or like six, I think it was five or six beer samples. And uh, um, the, the goal, they give you a list of Bells beer. And the goal was to identify the Bells beer blindly based off of, well, not, not blindly, but um, just based off of what you taste and see and smell and stuff like that and and write them all down. And if you got it right, you got entered into a raffle to win a mug, basically. And uh, with the help of my uh, beautiful, wonderful girlfriend, who I know is listening, uh, we were able to identify them. Uh, she picked out Deb's Red and at least one other for sure, because uh, it's like one of her favorite beers from Bells. But um, it ended up being just me and Drew up there uh and he was like what do you guys want to do like how do you want to decide like who gets this because you know it's just, <laughs> it's just two people so we had him flip a coin and uh i ended up winning oh. the coin flip and and i got the mug and drew got that's that know, brian rng <laughs> he got like a, a can koozie or something like that oh. and uh, but but the the rule is that every time drew's over at my house now he no, uh he gets to right come now. drink out of it yeah <laughs> nice nice but he's not here right now, so it's mine. <clears throat> so Brandon asked if I'd had Oktoberfest from Frankenmuth. No, I have not. Um, I didn't see it. I, I got it. Do you? Yep. Wow. I saw a ton of it at Megabev. Yeah. It, it wasn't. It wasn't spots. at the Mega, or at least I didn't see it at the Megabev on West Main when I was picking these out. Uh, but I grabbed these like two weeks ago, and oh. I, I, it might have been a little early. But um, no. I didn't. I'm. I'll. I'll look for it if you think it's if it's a good one. Well, Jordan's gonna crack it soon. So, right. Cheers. Maybe not. It's been sitting in my fridge for a week or so. Um, I've had a. I had a six pack of it. Personally, I will say it's. It's not the best one that I've had. And that's like I've had Franken Moose Oktoberfest at the brewery, and it was great. So I don't know what's changed with this being on the bottle, but um, it's clean. There's not really anything to, to complain about with it, but it, it, I don't know. I feel like when comparing it to Bell's, uh, I'd rather just buy a Bell's. Sure. You know, I haven't had the opportunity to go to Frankenmuth yet. Um, and they, they only actually, I think, distribute a few uh, different beers. 
and I haven't really cared for the ones I've tried so yet. Um, but I would like to go there and try it and see. But honestly, the only one I can remember right now is the half, and I just didn't. I love the cap. It's on my uh, cap map, but I just didn't care for it. Packaging is, is such like a subtle art and like so much can be oh, lost. I totally like agree. Stuff in the yep. bottles and pans and stuff that like sometimes the, the only way to judge a beer is, you know, to have it right on draft, which again, like you said, or Jordan said, uh, going to <laughs> Oktoberfest and having some, uh, you know, of the world's best beer right off the tap is. Yep. <laughs> well, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Like speaking of packaging, when I, when I was at Megabev looking for Oktoberfest, like I'm looking for that blue and white, like, you know, in the sea of beers that you have on these on these walls and whatnot, like that's that's a pretty, pretty good telltale sign of an Oktoberfest. So that's really that's funny. None. Well, OK. Yeah. <laughs> Out of the five beers that I have or six beers that I have, the only one that has the blue and white check is Pigeon Hill. Oh, yeah. It's it's say, very yeah. limited on their can. Yep. Yeah. yeah, it is. It is. And that's why like it's. Yeah. And I think that's one reason why they do it that way. Like you even have like Rochester Mills and that's like, I don't have that one. Yeah. I mean, I guess triple root kind of has it, but it's very faint. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yep. I wonder if there's a history behind the check like that. Like, you know, I didn't. Yeah. That's something I've never actually thought about until you just brought that up. Well, what are you drinking next, Jordan? Oh, you do that pigeon hill. You know what? Sure. Okay. If you 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 if you, you know if you want to crack it, I'll crack it. Maybe we can do tasting with alongside. Otherwise, I can do either the other two I have. One of these days, we'll we'll talk I've, about what beer we're buying ahead of time and actually. I have Pigeon Hill October uh, Founders and Bells, and I'm going to say Bells to last. That's a smart choice, Brandon. Uh, Brandon. Brandon's digging uh, the Frank. Yeah, well, that's Bell. Yeah, Bells over Frankenmuth. Um, yeah. Oh, hey, let, bells over it. Yeah, yeah over it. <laughs> he won't knock bells. All right, yeah, let's do this Pigeon Hill. Yep. All right. But yeah, no, by no means do I have like anything like bad to say really about the uh, Frankenmuth beer. Um, I just feel like there's other styles or other other beers out there that um, show off the style a bit better. Uh, but th- that that being said, that's the second six pack that I've picked up this season of Frankenmuth. Um, so can't be that bad. I mean, <clears throat> I, I I just I want to go there and I love Frankenmuth. I love the Bavarian and uh, a lighter. Is, yeah, a lot lot lighter than the others so far. It's it a it's a good sign in my opinion. I won't try to do a high pour since you've got the clear glass. <laughs> my last few have been kind of foamy because I've been pouring. <laughs> Um, but no, I, 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 all I can say, all I, yeah, I'm not trying to knock, knock their beer. I, I, I'm not a, against, there's only a couple of Michigan breweries that I absolutely hate and I won't name them on air. So fuck that off air. I'm curious. <laughs> Brandon, uh, did some Googling for us. I'm not going to post the. The comics, it's, I don't even yeah, know if you can click on it, but apparently there has been an Ask Historians uh, uh, comment. Brandon, message that to us in uh, Facebook, please. Well, we should be able to. Can't, well, no, if I click I can't, on I it, can't copy it. Up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fine. But I can find it. Yeah, here we go. So, blessed Google. <clears throat> the Diamond Patter 
the diamond pattern in heraldry is called a what is that a lozenge and dates back to Otto II of Bavaria. So here, back to Bavaria. Uh, in 1242, he inherited the country of, I'm not going to read this whole thing out loud. Let's see if I can find the, <laughs> let's see if I can find the TLDR here. Um, basically it goes back to a coat of arms. That make, okay. That would make, that would make sense. Yeah. The, the lozenge pattern became the default pattern of for Bavarian armies. Thanks, and, Brandon. uh, and and now it's, you know, because Bavaria and Oktoberfest and stuff. Now it looks like it's the uh, traditional background for. So it says this says the uh, blue and white colors are obviously from the Bavarian flag. That makes sense too. Yeah. All right. Cool. Great. <laughs> we see everybody came out of this show knowing at least one thing tonight. Despite all of our rambling, so go you us. Know, <clears throat> if they tuned in, and the eight of you that are currently watching, I appreciate you. We <laughs> really just tuned in to watch us get drunk. <laughs> yeah, let's be real. We have no guests. All we're doing is drinking beer on air. Let's not lie to each other. <laughs> what do you What are you thinking of this? I, 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 this is my first drink. Ah, falling behind, man. <sighs> It's my first drink of the fourth <laughs> fucking beer. Damn, fourth. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. It is surprisingly okay. malty for the color. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I get almost zero hop characteristic at all. I get malt, carbonation. All right, Drew. Uh, <laughs> he asked. I don't know. Um, Was it say underneath? Mash boil. Uh, mash boil and chill. <laughs> nice. nice. Um, uh, not not a big fan. It's just it's just uh, malt water with uh, <laughs> need some need some hop balance or something. There's no hops. No. Yeah. I would I would I would agree. Like there's a there's kind of a flavor in this that I'm not a huge fan of. That's the Pigeon Hill. Yeah. It almost, yeah. it's like a little sour, in my opinion. I don't know, maybe that's just a can that I have. For some but, reason, and I'm not, you know, if we ever have them on an air, we'll delete this. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, what came to mind was eggs. So I don't know if that's a sulfury. It, it, for some reason, I. So there's, there's some keepers of craft people here, and we had a, a tasting um, presentation last month. And one of the coolest things that came out of that is like, like if you taste a memory, like that's okay. Like, mm -hmm. like tasting it, it doesn't taste like eggs, but it reminds you of eggs for some reason, right? No, it kind of tastes like eggs. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I um I don't I don't I don't get eggs. I don't <laughs> God damn it, Pigeon Hill. I love to have you on air. But that shit's gotta go. No, I don't like that one. I I, I don't know what it is. It's uh too malty, no hot balance. Let me look at their can. And honestly I need to do that if I'm gonna get through the other two. 
Yeah, that, that's fair. It's no, been, yeah, that's that's very true. I'll probably, probably brought, it was probably you, Jason, that brought this up earlier. Is that a lot of American Oktoberfests um, probably have caramel malt in them, and like I don't think that that makes them taste good. I am not a fan of caramel malt and lagers. You no. know, Brian, you initially told me that about IPAs. Like, oh, you know, I don't, I don't know if I like. I like it in like Midwest IPAs, but like it depends on what I want. But yeah, I'm not I'm not as huge of a fan. But where are we going with that? There's another mute button. No, I was just saying, like I've started pretty much removing caramel vaults from almost all my beer. Like and like it's it's true. Like I don't I don't know. I'll use a little C forty maybe, but like that's about as much as I go. You know, I was gonna say in in stouts definitely, but honestly, my my flagship IPA. I mean, uh, Judgment has uh, Caramel 40 in it. Yeah. Uh, and and actually, yeah, I think that might be it. I do use Caramel. I use Caramel for the color. Um, I don't think C40 is super Now you got to look up the punchy, recipe, though. Or anything like that. What you, would you switch to, Jason? Uh, I went to Founders. Let me pull up Beersmith. Also curious to know what you think about that. I'm on to. Uh, I'm I'm really hopeful for this one because Brian was like, "Oh, the founders one is good," and um, the price is definitely right too, especially for the 15 pack. Yes, the price the price is right. I will I will buy it all day for that price. That's because they're a big fat sellout. <laughs> Just kidding. We'd love to have founders on too. So. Hey, this episode's getting deleted, folks. Yeah, <laughs> that's a little darker, Jordan. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yep, this is Rochester Mills. Oh, so I actually use in in judgment in my flagship IPA. I actually use eighty, one okay. pound of eighty. Um, wow, that seems like a lot. Uh, it's one pound, but it's only four percent of the grist. Um, okay, I call something like that like a. I think so. I think like two hearted probably has about that much caramel malt in it. But it, so when when I was building that with Trevor. If, if we go way back to the very first episode that we ever had, um, so I I took I uh, me and my buddy Ryan and his dad we sat through Trevor's lectures on on how to be a home brewer, and uh, then I showed up at Papa Brewing like two days later, and I'm like I'm ready to brew beer, Trevor, and Trevor's like What do you like? What do you want? And I'm like I want an IPA. I want it to be citrusy, but I like red beer and blah blah blah. And we walk through the store, and he's like throwing shit in my arms he's like try this and we'll add a little bit of that and a little bit of this and you know and it turned yeah. out to be a great beer first beer I ever won a medal i'm happy with it yeah, yeah. um and it's but yeah uh I, i've brewed it every year uh actually this year that's the one i called you about brian uh this year i was super excited because i've never really been happy with judgment I, I I called it judgment because I thought, you know, if my first beer that gets judged sucks, then I'll never brew again. Um, and I actually named it after my guild and wow. Uh, <laughs> I was just going to ask that. Yeah. <laughs> Seeing that I'm a member. Uh, <laughs> yeah. um, but then it, it got a medal in and then I went from there. But um, where is it going with this? I can't remember. Um Oh, I called Brian this year because I brewed a batch of judgment. I brewed like the ninth batch of judgment or whatever. And I'm like, Brian, I actually like this one. Like, I really fucking like this version. And uh, 
and then every competition got canceled <laughs> and, and nobody got to drink that beer of course yeah, except me i liked it i enjoyed it and that's all that really I matters tried it, i think i'm sure i gave you some i can't remember is that the did you you gave me a you gave me a few beers over the, over the course of this did you give me a little bit of judgment probably i think so I yeah think, yeah a little little crawler or whatever yeah i liked it yeah that was good i um i will say that maybe some of my um dislike for caramel malt uh came about with me being a new brewer and like a lot of recipes calling for caramel malt whether it's necessary or not and uh every new home brewer i mean you're you're gonna brew a couple not so wonderful beers even not so new home brewers <laughs> occasionally yeah. brew you know dumpers and stuff like that you i know I've, dumper. i think i've i've dumped at least one this year probably but if you haven't dumped a beer you're not a home brewer yeah yeah but uh some sometimes maybe i think that i associate those flavors with um with some of my first home brew and not necessarily with what they're actually representative of so i'm i'm starting to turn tail uh, a little bit on um on caramel malts they they definitely have their uh, appropriateness in fact my next new england is actually going to have some c40 in it which i've never done before so you know caramel malts are great i i really think they're great in stouts you know they can add that depth of flavor and the characteristics there you know if you're just if if you're just going with dark malts chocolate uh carafoam or uh carafe, i mean um and black patent you know you're just getting all of the the chocolate bitters the dark bitters um you know adding some some crystal 120 crystal 80 uh you know will give you that fruity raisin sweetness yep. underneath you know the plum or something like that and just it, add it some really gives you yeah. it does it gives you a lot of complexity and depth and i think crystal is great in that aspect uh but, but crystal know. can go so you know there there's when you're working on recipe design you definitely want to focus on you know the ratio right that you put these adjunct malts in and crystals should never cross you know like that five to ten percent range <laughs> because you know what can be a subtle like plummy raisin undertone or that nice caramel you know body can quickly go to uh you know prune juice <laughs> Yeah, you know, it, I'm, I'm glad we're talking about this because I'm I'm drinking this um, really on topic. Yeah, no, yeah, it, it's because uh, I, I feel like this has a lot of caramel malts in it. Like, there's a there's a certain like sweetness and almost like resiny flavor to this Oktoberfest that you normally like wouldn't find in like a classic style. Um, it looks good. I mean, I like the color and everything, but. Um, but, you know, you can get the color, right? Like a quarter of a pound, right? But uh, uh, if I were, uh, I would, I would prefer this in a twelve ounce can. I, I, I will, I will say that much, rather than or maybe an eight ounce can. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah well, Every brewery, if any brewery watches, which nobody brewery does, <laughs> anybody that that cans an imperial stout or bottles an imperial stout should move to the eight ounce format. Agreed. It's just do I, it. I sort of laughed at 
uh one well when i first saw those cans come out dude they're my heroes like but then but then the price was right and the serving size was right and i'm like this is actually a great idea like <laughs> yeah nobody is yeah. sitting at home by themselves going i want to kill a bomber of cbs or oh, yeah absolutely. you know i want to crack into a bomber of whatever the latest you know pastry stout that wax wings brewed was no fucking way i mean eight ounces people please eight ounces yep <laughs> And Jason's kind of mimicking my uh, my thoughts, maybe a little yeah. bit. Yeah, you know, I was thinking about that with the oxidation, and you know, I get that. Like oxidation, kind of come off sometimes is that appley sweetness. Um, uh, caramel malts can give that fruity. You know, typically it's raisiny, peri, or I'm sorry, raisiny, plummy, but it could be appley. Uh, I get that. Too much. Too much. Yep. Yeah. No, I, uh, I definitely <laughs> bombers of barley wine, um, <laughs> eight ounces. Eight ounces. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I, even like I love ArcLight, and uh, you know, uh, fuck you, dear. Um, <laughs> 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 he says bar bombers of barley wine, or get the fuck out, and then unsubscribe. Um, <laughs> I I love ArcLight, but you know those those big ass fucking sours, same thing. Like mm. they're they're putting them now in. Uh, I think 16 or 12 ounce cans and it's like that is one thing i will say is that i i the do price point I, might be a little fucked up i but. do like a <laughs> big ass bottle of some good sour i mean if it's like super like you know we're talking low low threes and and the ph then then yeah you know that's a little much but you get up to the high threes dude i've had i've had an original uh trevor clinic red barn that was so sour it it gave me a fucking migraine i think we covered this in the, in the original <laughs> yeah. show i have yeah. that keg that, yeah you that do five gallon keg yeah it's still, still have some on it. In it? It says, no no oh. i mean yeah because well, he gave those to us like what four years ago or something like that My, uh, mine yeah, still had a pine, on it. spruce pine tip sour in it yep yeah there yeah. was still there was still a couple <laughs> pints of that red barn in there i think i i think i tried pulling a couple off but it was not not yeah. and been I, sitting in his garage for a while. I, I used to go and hang out with him at the brewery when he was brewing at the brewery. And uh, I remember walking in and he hands me a glass of this. Like, you gotta try it. It's my red barn sour. I've been working on it for years. And like and he was super proud and I was like, What the fuck? <laughs> and then like ten minutes later, my head is like, Oh and it's all because of the clinch. You know, this oh, was so yeah. sour. Yeah. And I, I came home and I laid down. Like it, to, uh, uh, to have one beer and not even get drunk, knock me down. Just so super sour, <laughs> but it was a good beer. I love Trevor. So, um, but yeah, bombers. Why? How do we get? We got to from October. Dude, I don't even know. Hey, I, I started I talking about caramel malt, I think, and then that got into it lasted a lot longer than usual. <laughs> I think our last show was like two minutes before we, oh, we didn't even. Yeah, we jumped off topic before we even got to Jeremy. So, <laughs> but hey, it you know next show. Actually, I actually have no idea what the next show is, but for those of you that are watching, that that those that tune in October fifth. We will not have a show. Mm -hmm. We will either be at the South County Homebrew meeting and or at the Michigan. No. West Michigan. No. Hot sauce. No. Kalamazoo. 
Cal- is it yeah. Kalamazoo? It's my fucking <laughs> shit. Club. Yeah, you're right. The Kalamazoo hot sauce enthusiasts uh, are, are going to. I am so glad. Uh, so we'll be sharing hot sauce at Distant Whistle, or we'll be at a uh, South County homebrew meeting at Distant Whistle, where we will also be sharing hot sauce. <laughs> I am actually on a hot sauce hiatus because too much it was affecting me negatively. Uh, <laughs> so, so no show on October fifth. I'm sorry, negatively affecting you, like sphincterly affecting you, or. No, I actually like just like stayed home from work for a day because my my gut oh is not God. not in not in good repair. Uh, from, <laughs> from hot sauce really freaking hot, and I'm just I'm <laughs> out there. Like they, they're probably not quite what you have, Jason. What you say, like a quarter? Uh, now we're way off topic, but like a quarter <laughs> reaper per bottle or something. Like that. <laughs> like, so yeah. if you, yeah, if he's watching. Uh, 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 another Kelmsy Hot Sauce enthusiast, Joe Caparthy, gave me his recipe for Maggie's Bite, which I made for my wife. And in his recipe, he calls for, it makes 35-ounce bottles, and he calls for 10 Carolina Reapers in a batch. That Do the math like, there. That's like a third of a Reaper per bottle, right? Um, I made it with seven Carolina Reapers that I got from a breeder in or a grower breeder in Texas, and uh, seven made it hot as fuck, uh, way hotter than any any batch that I've ever gotten from Joe. So I don't know hmm. if there's a, a variance in peppers or whatever, but okay, I do think I have you you beat there because I was just doing the math. I made um a four cup like ball jar and. That had five reapers in it, and that makes what six uh, five ounce bottles, five or six five Fuck ounce that. bottles. Dude, yeah, just, we stayed home. Yeah, just cutting up the reapers. Like I was getting flashbacks <laughs> to eating the reaper. PTSD. <laughs> but yeah, anybody that's watching can can search on Facebook. Uh, for Kalamazoo Hot Sauce Enthusiasts, please join the group if you're local. Uh, if you're not, I don't give a shit. You can um, find a video there of Jason puking. Uh, there's a video of me puking up a Reaper. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. I ate one, Brian. <laughs> yeah. I, dude, after after trying that death nut, I don't want the Reaper. Like, ugh, but my yeah, was killing me. Cutting up Reapers the other night was it was sending me into uh, into flashbacks. So anyway, last October Fest of the night. We can talk about brewing Oktoberfests uh, for the for the last little bit. Um, so and and I know we've been using like all sorts of like different like words like Oktoberfest beer and Oktoberfest and Meritzen and Fest beer and stuff like that. So um and uh, just just for for what? <laughs> Nothing. Never mind. No. Never mind. No, I was just gonna say for, for clarification purposes, like Oktoberfest beer. Is like a group of beers that's like sold during Oktoberfest in Germany. An Oktoberfest beer is whatever the committee chooses for them to brew that year. Um, in America, um, Oktoberfest usually means Märzen. Um, in Germany, only six breweries that we talked about at the beginning of the show can brew Oktoberfests. Um, and it's it's one specific style. It's fest beer right now, and it has been since like the 90s. But over here, Oktoberfest 
doesn't necessarily mean the same thing. We think of it as Mertzen, but we also have Fest beers over here. So um, just that for clarification. When I talk about Oktoberfest, I'm talking about probably like the American multi-Oktoberfest, the Mertzen beer. I don't see a lot of American breweries brewing uh, Fest beers, though. No, no, we don't. And I, Yeah, I, I think that they would probably kill it if they did, because I think they're easier to brew than, the shit out of it, than Mertzen's. Yeah. Uh, Drew, I know you're listening still. Uh, get your shit on next year. Brewfest beer. Um, so um, I do have the capacity to lager. So I'll, I'll kind of share my recipes and I'll put them up on our uh, Facebook page. Um, or maybe in the comments too for like YouTube or in the description of our YouTube or something like that. Um, but uh, so we mentioned earlier in the episode how melanoidin flavors are like really important for the Meritson style. Um, there's two ways to go about getting those. And one, um, is probably going to be the most popular way, which is using melanoid and malt. Um, there's malt specifically designed to add color. I think it's like what 20 SRM. It's about the same color contribution as like a crystal 20 would be. Um, but it adds a different sweetness. Yeah. 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 Um, and so, my Oktoberfest for about a five and a half gallon batch is um, uh, about roughly 50% Vienna malt, uh, 35-ish percent uh, Munich, 15-ish um, percent Pilsner, and 2% Melanoidin. Um, with Tetanang, uh, an ounce at 16, an ounce at 15. Is this the one you did Chase? So this is my Oktoberfest. I actually brewed this in March because I was going to be like all traditional, like Jason talked about uh, earlier in the episode and be like, I'm going to fucking lager this, you know, until <laughs> September and then drink it. And then I really, really liked it. And I drank the entire thing in like three weeks. So, <laughs> but I drank it and it's good, fresh, like choose um, to your lack of self-control. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Most. Um, it would have tasted different now. I have no doubt about it. Um, I don't think that a fresh Oktoberfest or, uh, is necessarily better or worse than you know a six-month lagered one. It's just a different beer, probably. It has lots of time to clean up. Um, as we all know, beer ages and does things um, You know, as time goes on. Being colder, um, maybe affected uh, those those aging processes are slowed down a little bit but i mean different things happen and i i don't think that honestly and i i went and looked this up just to sort of see like if anybody knows like what chemical reactions are happening during like the lagering process and it's just uncountable different little things you know that eventually make up you know a, a slightly different tasting beer um, I don't think anybody has like you know a definitive list of answers you know A through Z of what's happening, but for sure the beer is going to be different. Um, but I, I don't think I don't even think the big six right now are brewing you know traditionally like in March and like aging shit until September. They are definitely brewing shit like to be ready in time. Oh sure, 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 sure. Yeah, I mean. Isn't the, isn't that wouldn't that be part of the Reinheistabolt though? Don't they have to? Isn't that still upheld? No, that's just, like an, just an ingredient thing. Yeah, it's just ingredient: Mar barley, malt, hops, yeast, water. No, I thought 
I thought that also included when they could brew. I don't think so. Um, I'm sure somebody like Brandon will check though. Um, so yeah, I, I logger from it. Um, it depends on the use that you're using. Um, I've done warm loggers like Brandon's talking about, um, under pressure back when I had a, um, fermenter capable of, of pressure fermenting. And I've also used, um, the Weinheinstefaner strain, excuse me, um, at about 65 degrees Fahrenheit. And, uh, I think that, uh, I don't know. My personal experience is that they both taste good. Again, both different beers. I think that the one that was fermented uh, warmer tasted better a couple months in. Um, that beer tasted better as it lagered, whereas the one that I cold fermented tasted far better fresh. Um, so, again, that's my personal take on it. Um, you can do it either way. A lot of lager yeast still tastes okay, like into the mid '60s. So, Jason, you could use like uh, 37. That's what 3790 is the um, Lalaman. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 3470. I'm thinking. I don't know what you're thinking. That's oh, yeah, Fermentus. I'm sorry, head. not Lalaman. Uh, the Saf Lager 3470. Um, so, um, that's good shit. For my fest beer, um, it, it's it's sort of a similar uh, recipe, just no melanoidin uh, because you don't need that color. Um, so it's somewhere around eighty-five um, percent pilsner, ten um, percent Munich, four percent victory with Hallertau and Middlesfru, um at thirty and at five. And, both of these are targeting like roughly 6%. I mean, go bigger, go less. Um, it's whatever you sure. want. Um, but yeah, I'll throw those recipes out. I, uh, I'm actually going to enter this fest beer, uh, into the keepers cup this year. So we'll see how, we'll see how that does. Um, I'm super excited I, about that. Yeah. One of my buddies, uh, Chase uh, brewed it with me. He's getting into brewing a little bit. And so uh, he's going to be my co-brewer. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Four bottles. Remember? Yep. I got four bottles set aside already. Okay. So I'm just those cracking are, into this bottle lagering. Bottle lagering. <laughs> nice. Um, Bells is still the winner. I, you know, Larry, if you're watching, you're probably not. But if you are, mm, they do. Yeah, that's a it's a phenomenal Oktoberfest um, stateside yeah. for sure. Um, <clears throat> I'd so actually like to take them and stack them up against some of the other German ones. And I've been debating about when to start reaching out to Bells to see if they yeah. want to come on the, the the show. And I almost think so. This is our 17th 19th 19th wow. this is our 19th episode which is super cool uh, but maybe when we hit one year i'll see if i can get larry okay yeah yeah or, that's uh, that sounds good to me but speaking of upcoming episodes so i i did say earlier i've said it a few times i think no episode on the fifth we're gonna be either uh drinking homebrew with the south county and or eating hot sauce um 
October 19th is going to be Odd Sides. Wes from Odd Sides is going to come on and talk all about Odd Sides uh, beers. And then the 12th, which is the week in between, uh, I'm actually looking to line up uh, Nikki D from the Michigan Homebrew Cup. Yeah, and cool. Nikki may be joined by Dan uh, Frechette if he'll answer her text. We're texting right now. <laughs> uh, I send Dan too many dick pics, so he doesn't answer me anymore. Dick um, Cheney. Yeah. <laughs> something like that. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> hopefully October 12th will be the Michigan Beer Cup. Um, so for all you homebrewers out there, tune in and, and, and learn about that. I know Nikki just literally told me, yeah, she'd be interested in it. So if it doesn't work out, we'll post it. Uh, we'll see. October 19th, though, will be odd sides, and then we'll figure out the schedule from there. Um, again, if you guys have any breweries that you'd love to listen to or, or have us uh, bring on or, or any homebrewers for that matter, let us know. Uh, leave us some notes, post in the comments. Uh, I'm pretty much a whore. I will reach out <laughs> to anybody. Um, and other than that... I had one more thing to say. As I was pouring it. my beer, I realized fun. that... <laughs> I mentioned that there's two ways to get melanoid in flavor hmm. um, into those Oktoberfest. And the other way, besides the melanoid and malt that I didn't mention, um, uh, and I've done this before too, uh, as you're mashing, you can take about a gallon of wort out um, and boil it down to, I don't know, maybe like a quart, half a quart, something like that. Um, and the flavors sort of start to, uh, you know, caramelize a little bit. So you're getting um, that. Um... Ah, uh, shit, there's a word for it. Mallardin? Mallard. Mallard. The Mallard <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Jordan. Thank you. Um, I got you. Because, <laughs> I mean, at that at that low a volume in a pot and at that high a temperature, the 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 theory is that the, the wart right at the bottom of the pot is hitting those higher than, you know, 220 temperatures, maybe 230, 240 upwards. Yeah, I actually really like that process. I, I experimented with it. I, I'd never done it, you know, because when you're a first first time home brewer, everyone's oh, yeah. like, "Don't boil your grains." Like, yeah, yeah, grains. you know, doing a decoction mash, which is you know what you're talking about. Just take some take some of your bottom wort, scoop some shit off the top, and dump it in. And there's you know, after talking with um, uh, some of our other our members, Art was the one who sent me the uh, the. Um, article on it there's apparently some i guess new style of doing it where you just boil the whole pot for a certain amount of time and yeah like yeah I, like there's nothing it's like you're not gonna hurt it like, no. you know we didn't we didn't go into like mashing processes and stuff like that much but one day we will have like a mashing like episode because it's just such a fucking complex topic oh that's there's so many cool. ways to do it yeah Oh. October 26th, we'll talk all about matching. matching. <laughs> now we're tied into it. There we go. How are you feeling, Jason? <sighs> <laughs> Should you have started with bells, or is, is it a good finisher? No, it's a good finisher, dude. I still love this beer. Um, it's malty, it, but it's it's uh, it's tasty. It's hoppy. I, I mean, I not hoppy hoppy, but I get enough hop characteristics. It's balanced out. Bells knows what the fuck he's doing. Um, good shit. Yeah, it's good <laughs> well, shit. 
I'm good. I don't have anything else to say on Oktoberfest beer besides Prost. Prost? Prost? I can't roll my R's. Are you supposed to roll Prost. R on that? I don't even Prost. know. Drew will tell us, but uh, cheers, gents. Thanks for letting us ramble. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know we only talked about Oktoberfest you know. beer for you know one-third of the episode. <laughs> this is what you that's what you can expect half. from us. Yeah, yeah exactly. But, yeah. but those of us that stick with us every week and watch, I appreciate you. <laughs> um, and uh you know, fuck it. Fuck it. Have a homebrew. <laughs> Chill. All right. Have a good Here's night. All. We'll see you in uh two weeks. Roll the R. Drew says roll the R. Alright. <laughs>